Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode 70 of Believe in Betting LA. We're coming off of a slow start to the postseason, Chris, but hopefully we will take things by storm in divisional round here. We are recording Friday, January 15th, late in the evening, so we'll hopefully have this up in time for you to place your morning bets for tomorrow's doubleheader and, of course, Sunday's doubleheader as well. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can find me on Twitter at smaxwell713. You can find my co-host, Chris Lewert, on Twitter at lumandingorock, Capitals at Cap. And, of course, Edgefinder Sports is at Edgefinder Sports on Twitter. This is the Believe Podcast Network. They are on Twitter at Believe Podcast, B-L-E-A-V dot, uh, podcast on Twitter and B-L-E-A-V.com uh, on the web. Let's bring in my co-host, Chris Lewert here. How are you doing this fine Friday evening, Chris? We're doing better if we didn't get our teeth kicked in last weekend over some uh, some rough breaks, Blockbuster Point, going for going for six on a, on a fourth down. Um it is what it is. Eventually, those those bad breaks even out. But uh, I feel confident we are going to bounce back this weekend. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, last week I had a lot of conviction in a couple of picks. They didn't hit at all. It's the more challenging weekends I can remember. Usually, at least I have a couple of strong opinions. Uh, I can see a number of these games going either direction. Um, the totals here seem to be pretty online. We were talking uh, earlier. There's not tons of things that are very offside, which means that we'll both probably go 4-0 this week. Because that's <laughs> exactly. the way, of course, that it works. Okay, again, this is January 15th, Friday evening. We're coming off of Wildcard Weekend, the first triple header uh, Saturday and Sunday uh, in NFL plays postseason history. It was a lot of fun watching football from sun up to sundown last week, both days. This week, we're back to normal, of course, uh, with the divisional round. We've got two games Saturday, uh, tomorrow, and two games on Sunday. How do we do? You can tell by our intro, neither one of us did well. I went two and five. I hit on my Browns plus seven. I was actually pretty confident in that one. I ended up going down to five and a half for the game. So, you know, we talked about this offline, Chris. I think we may have talked about it in the last week's podcast as well, that, you know, when we reflected on this year, one of the things that I noticed that I did, uh, you know, poorly on was I overvalued and overweighted COVID news. And that's exactly, I think, what happened to the public to this game. Oh, my God, Kevin Stefanski's out. How can they possibly win without their head coach? Oh, my God, they have multiple offensive linemen that are questionable on Friday before the game. You know, you ha- obviously, in anything in life, but especially in sports gambling, you have to follow the news. You have to take the news and understand how that affects the lines and how that affects the games. However, you know, this team still was well prepared. Of course, Kevin Stefanski wasn't there that day, but he was part of the game plan all week long. Very capable assistant coaches there. They end up getting multiple of those questionable players back in the field. And really, you have to look at the game, not how it's set up based on COVID. You have to look at, hey, have the Steelers been good the last six, seven weeks? No, they haven't. Terrible. The Browns match up well with this team. Yes, they actually do match up very well with this team. So that's a really good lesson, I think. You know, Hopefully, we won't have to, have to deal with COVID in sports forever. Uh, it's certainly a major deal right now in both college basketball and the NBA. Uh, but it's a lesson to take forward. Don't overvalue COVID news just based on the reports all week. So I hit on Browns plus seven. I hit on my best bet, Bills, Bucks, teaser. Everything else I missed on. Bills over 28 and a half did not hit. Uh, the team total for the Ravens over 28 and a half did not hit. The Bears did not cover 10. They did cover the teaser last second, but they did not cover the 10. And my two most confident picks of the week, specifically 
Rams, Seahawks under 42, and Bucks, Washington football team under 44 and a half. Both did not hit. Those were huge, huge losses for me. I uh, lied, but the, the specifically the Rams, Seahawks. Once Wolford went out, looked like Jared Goff was not going to be able to perform at that level. I knew the Rams defense was going to dominate Russell Wilson. So I very confidently took a bunch of live unders in that game. Of course, the pick six, a couple of fluky touchdowns later. It went well over even the alternate lines. I think it hit uh, into 50 points. So a big, big losing weekend for me. Of course, we're always honest and straightforward with you guys. That's why we talk about these things. Chris also, unfortunately, had a bad week. Let's talk about yours, Chris. Yeah, 3-1-4, and four, as I alluded to. The, the Colts going forward and not kicking a field goal at halftime because I had the first half money line. Yeah, the Bills did go down and score after that, but I think it's it's just a different game plan if they kick that field goal. Um, and I don't think the Bills marched down the field after a kickoff maybe so easily. I had the Seahawks minus three. Uh, looked absolutely idiotic, but my God, like starting quarterbacks out, got a guy named Wolford nobody's heard of playing. And then you see the you see the uh, the video of Goff trying to throw a football and he can't even do it. It's you know, it would seem automatic, right, to do that. Uh, the only saving grace is I did say Seahawks minus three was the pick, but I wouldn't hate that over. The over did hit, so I gave myself a W there just so I could feel better about it. Bucks, Washington, first quarter over nine and a half. What happens? A blocked extra point, right? To make it ten. Just just killer and things like that. Ravens Titans first half was a tie, and I think the Titans were up like ten to nothing. Um, it, it, frustrating that that Bears team total was a joke. Seventeen half. I thought we would get the defensive score in there. I thought Mitch Trubisky might actually die for a fourth down, first down in the playoffs, and he didn't. Uh, the Bears are a disgrace. And then Brown Steelers. That was a W um, almost instantly uh, as soon as we had that first bad snap that went over Roethlisberger's head. So not great. Uh, I hope every if you check the Edgefinder Sports Twitter, you got a nice win on the Washington alt line at plus 14 half and minus 180. Minus 180 tough, but that should have been probably minus 240 um, in most places. So if you if you got that, that was that was a nice W. But just just too much random stuff going on. And, uh, you know, it happens sometimes. Right. Like we got to own it. We do our homework. We try and find value when it when it's there. But. Um, sometimes you just can't control, uh, crazy things happening and you just gotta, you just gotta trust the process as Philadelphia once said. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was one of those weird weeks, uh, a couple of very stunning outcomes and, and that's the NFL postseason for you. Everyone just assumes this is going to be a chief super winning year. Yep. We don't know that. I mean, that's why they play the games, right? That's why they play the games. We'll talk about our picks for this upcoming week, but first I want to talk about our sponsor for today. Of course, that is Bet online, as we know, the NFL postseason is concluding very soon. The Super Bowl will be here within just a few short weeks, we hope. If you're looking to place any bet on any kind of any sport, head to betonline.ag. It's the only place to lock in your bet. From game spreads to totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And, of course, the online casino is always open. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today. And take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's talk about the Rams. So just in in a little more detail, Chris, before we move on uh, to talking about this week. An impressive win. nonetheless. You know, look, you don't have your starting quarterback. (laughs) Then your actual starting quarterback gets injured in the game. He he goes to the hospital. Jared Goff comes back in. Uh, You know, whether or not what happens tomorrow uh, in Lambeau, you know, it just—I really think that this is kind of the year that Sean McVay really solidified himself to me as one of those 
current greats coaching in the NFL. Look, he came in, of course, to the Rams a couple years ago, took the league by storm, led him to the Super Bowl, much is made, of course, of how he probably got outcoached by Babelichek in the Super Bowl. Nothing wrong with that. And then there's a couple of disappointing seasons in there. And, you know, just a few short weeks ago, one of my friends, Rams fan, kind of looked at me and said, you know, I think Sean McVay has kind of lost some of the shine. Um, you know, I don't think he's truly one of the best coaches in the league anymore. And I kind of said, hey, you know, this year's Rams showed me the exact opposite, that Sean McVay actually is a great coach. First of all, hiring Brandon Staley, this guy is probably a head coaching candidate. Across yep. the league. No, not probably. He is a head coaching yes, candidate yep. for the Chargers. He will be, what I meant to say, he's probably a future head coach. He's going to get a head coaching job at some point. That deserves credit. The head man deserves credit for bringing in a Brandon Staley. He deserves credit for coaching a team past a perceived much better team with their starting quarterback. They always seem to have the Seahawks number. Um, and look, I don't think this Rams team is talented enough to win the Super Bowl. You know, so that's that's not on Sean McVay necessarily, but he did get them to the divisional round. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But I really just wanted to get that off my chest. I really do think that if you're a Rams fan, you have to feel great about the program, uh, the, the state of the program, state of the franchise here. Sean McVay um, truly has proven to me that he is one of those adaptable coaches. This isn't just a one trick pony. He, he was able to adapt his third and fourth year in the NFL. And that's really, of course, what it's all about. OK, so we're moving on here. We're talking about Saturday. First game, of course, those very same Rams are taking on the Green Bay Packers. Haven't played in a couple weeks for the first round by. The Packers are six and a half home favorites. It's Lambeau. It's going to be cold. This one's tomorrow afternoon at 1.35 p.m. Pacific time. Our first game of the doubleheader. The total in this one's 44, sorry, 45 and a half here, Chris. What are your thoughts? Rams at Packers. Yeah, I'll, I'll first completely echo what you said. Football, as in life, is about making adjustments, and McVay is doing that. And I think about 90% of the coaches in the NFL are incapable of that. They have their plan, they have it, and they stick to it, and they don't change it. And then they walk in the locker room and they say, we got to execute, right? Um, idiotic, right, to do that. Everybody's really smart. Everybody's really good. You have to adjust no matter what you think. So if I'm a Rams fan, I take away that fact that I've got a guy running my team that seems to get it and has chosen his assistance wisely. And you're back in the playoffs again. Yeah, you're an underdog. Yeah, it probably ends here in Lambeau. But ultimately, having a competitive team and being able to trust the guy running things is something that I, as a Bears fan, would would be head over heels for. Um, so I completely agree with you on that. In this game, I think, as I said, I think it's going to stop. Packers minus six half. I'm shocked it's not seven half. The fact it's not seven or seven half is making me take Packers minus six half immediately, especially minus 110. Totally fair. Get that as soon as you can, as soon as you hear this, because I think it's going to go to seven, seven half by game time. And I just think cold weather, too much offensive firepower, throwing the ball mostly. I think I think the uh, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald obviously are going to anchor a really good defense, but but Aaron Rodgers has uh, has that chip back on his shoulder, and I think it's just going to be too much. I think the Packers won this game by fourteen points. I tend to agree with you here. It's important to to know that. Um... I'm not, I'm not positive about this, but the two different times the Packers have had the number one seed that had that first round by, they've actually lost in the postseason both times. He obviously made the year they made the Super Bowl, um, had to go on the road for three straight games. So um, it's not, it, it is a super big home field advantage, especially with the West Coast team, especially with a quarterback like Jared Goff, who's not known to perform uh, in cold weather. I mean, everyone remembers that Super Bowl year they went to Chicago and just got obliterated in a November or December game in prime time. So a lot is working against the Rams here, um, but they're getting a lot of respect from the bookmaker. Like you said, look, the yeah. here. Um, and I, you know, one more week of Jared Goff, me up the grip, the football, um, you know, this is, 
look, we have a premier matchup on our hands here. We've got the number one corner, I think everyone would agree, and Jalen Ramsey going against arguably, maybe for sure, the number one receiver, Devontae Adams. I mean, it's going to be an absolute battle out there. And, and look, if Ramsey does, does his job, and Aaron Donald almost certainly will do his job and, and help shut down the run, um, this Packers offense isn't as deep as you think. you got a guy like Alan Lazard. Um, you've got uh, Robert Tunyon. Um, you've got two capable running backs, but it's not like there's a lot of other dynamic playmakers out there besides an Aaron Jones and a Devontae Adams. So if Jalen Ramsey is able to do his job and shut down Devontae Adams, let's not say shut down, slow him down, slow down hold, him, yeah. hold him to 100 yards and a touchdown, which no one else basically has been able to do all season, uh, then it's going to be a struggle for this Packers offense. On the flip side here, the, the Rams, you know, look, Cam Akers had an amazing game last week. No one's talking about that, but he looked absolutely phenomenal. They were able to, of course, kind of uh, milk that clock and, 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 you know, play with the lead last week here. But I'm in agreement with you here. I, I just I just can't see the Packers not winning this game. And sure, they may not cover the six and a half, but I do think it's a good line here. I don't see anything else here that I love. Uh, yep. This is a tough, tough, tough game. So I'm going to go ahead and take Packers minus six and a half as well. Moving on to our second game tomorrow, Saturday, Ravens at Bills. This one it has potential to be an absolutely phenomenal game, Chris. We've got two of the premier young quarterbacks in the league, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. We've got explosive offenses. We've got two very good defensive-minded coaches. Uh, we've got two teams that are playing probably the best ball of the year, surging ahead now. The Bills did not cover last week, but, uh, of course, before that they had a great uh, you know month stretch or so. And the Ravens, potentially the hottest team in the NFL. Look, they got down 10 points, you figured – this team's not built to come back. They got Lamar Jackson at the helm. One 60-yard touchdown later, they're <laughs> winning. And, you know, you just there's nothing you can really do to stop Lamar Jackson when he makes that kind of play. There's just there's just nothing you can do. So he, if he makes that kind of play, uh, it's going to be a tough day for the Bills. But, you know, on the other side, Josh Allen, very, very good himself here. I, I'm going back and forth in this game. Uh, I really don't have a strong opinion here. I know we have to make a pick here because that's what we do. My pick is going to be Ravens money line. I think this Ravens team ultimately um, kind of has that feel of destiny almost. They're very well coached, and the Bills are going to have fans there for the second week in a row, and they're a very good team as well. But I do like the Ravens to come on top here. Ravens money line is my pick. What's yours? Yeah, plus plus one twenty one is not is not at all a bad pick. Um, I don't. One question I have just: Why is Lamar Jackson so angry? Uh, I, I feel like I follow national news fairly closely, and yeah, there's the same. He runs too much. He's a running quarterback. Doesn't throw the ball, but it's not severe, right? And the guy is so angry, like he's being disrespected or something. I don't, I don't quite get it, Lamar Jackson. Uh, my pick is over nine and a half first quarter over nine half at minus one fifteen. I think Josh Allen comes comes out on fire. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson rips off a big run. I think we're going to see fourteen points. Uh, in the first quarter, I, I'm feeling pretty good about that. And am I the only guy who, when you have a keeper or a dynasty league, is hoping for your guy to like not get hurt or the team to lose so they don't they don't get any more games underneath their belt? Because that's how I feel about Josh Allen. I want like I want the Bills to win because I, I kind of like them, I like the story, you know, like their fans. But I also want Josh Allen to to start resting up for next year because I gotta I gotta have him lead me to championships again. <laughs> You're definitely not the only guy, but you're probably one of maybe a thousand, a couple thousand. There's a lot of very uh, hardcore dynasty fans out there, or just in general keeper league or whatever. But there's a lot more people that want to see the Bills win. I'm I'm assuming than want to see Josh Allen not get injured for your selfish reasons. All right, very difficult games tomorrow. Very difficult games on Sunday as well. We've got the Cleveland Browns coming off of their biggest win in 25 years, 30 years. Who knows? A million years, maybe. Uh, 
you know, that game was insane last week. They were able to get off to to that lead. It was it was incredible. Um, just a brief kind of synopsis on that, or a, a brief story from that. I was watching the game with one of my roommates. Another one of my roommates is actually outside in our backyard. Hollers in about 10, 15 minutes into the game. Hey, what's the score? And we say, oh, Hounds are up 20 and nothing. We're not kidding. And he obviously didn't believe us to the point where he actually came into the room and had to see for himself <laughs> that that score was a real score. Um, look, that Steelers team was was destined to fail at some point. But, wow, sometimes things just uh, happen that are out of uh, your imagination. And that's kind of exactly what happened last week. So the Browns are taking on the Chiefs. Of course, the Chiefs rested their players in Week 17. They did not play last week. So we're going on three weeks now, Chris, here majority of the Chiefs offensive and defensive playmakers and starters having not played. Of course, much is made about Andy Reid's record coming off of a bye. I think it's something like 16 and three or something yeah, like that. Crazy. Yep. Um, incredible. Um, but I, I just don't see why the spread is so high. The Chiefs have not beaten anyone by more than a possession since week eight. They are, I think, one in six against the spread over their last uh, seven games. So um, it, it's, it's difficult here. Are the Chiefs just not focused? Because if that's the case, then they truly are one of the best teams we've ever seen. Um, or is this a, an indicator of something different, that the Chiefs actually are a little overrated? You know, if you look at it, if you look at the season for the Chiefs, besides that Ravens win on Monday Night Football really early on, I think it was like week three, what's their best win? You know, they haven't really, you know, they went on the road and they, and they of course, they beat the, the, the sales off of the, the Bucks. You know, they didn't cover, but they beat the Saints on the road here. I just think we're, we're kind of thinking about this team just as last year's team, and that is a classic mistake. Last year is last year. This year is yeah. this year. This defense is nowhere near as good as it was last year. Uh, and this Browns team, they want to run the ball, and they can do it very successfully here. I'm not saying they win this game, but I do think this is going to be a much, much closer game. I'm interested to see what you have of thoughts here. The Chiefs are – I'm having a 9.5-point home favorites here. I've seen them as, as high as 10. This total is a ballooned 57. This one, of course, Sunday at 12.05 p.m. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I almost just want to take the under, but there's not there's not any value there quite yet. Uh, I do think that you're probably going to see some rust from the Chiefs, but I I just I want to say that you're going to see it more on the defensive side of the ball. So I do like I think the Browns are going to move the ball pretty pretty well, and I think they're going to do a good job of keeping Mahomes off the field, which I think is going to be their game plan. That's what I would do, right? Limit limit his possessions um, and getting the ball, and I think they can do that against a a good but maybe not outstanding Chiefs defense that's had off two weeks. That said, price-wise, the closest thing to being offsides I've seen is Chiefs minus six half for the first half at minus 105. So my hope there is that Mahomes scores because the the Browns defense is not anything spectacular. I think they gave him 400 points this year, which is which is a fair fair bit of chunk of points there. So I like Mahomes to do his job. I like the Chiefs defense to look a little shaky. I like them to take a 10 point lead into the half, and then I like the Browns to make it interesting. Something I am going to be monitoring very closely is that second half line. I could see myself, as would be vintage stack capital, putting a dump truck of money on the Browns in the second half when they're down 14 points. Um, would be very typical of us to do, but minus six half, first half, Chiefs. Okay. I, I am going to go ahead and take the under here. That's that's my pick for this game. I do also kind of like the Browns to cover, uh, but I like the under more. The reasons why, number one, you said it. I think this Chiefs team is going to come out and show Ross certainly early on. Uh, that's going to tick off the bottom line. You know, if, even if they score 33 points here, they could still not hit the over. Yep. The Browns are getting kind of an artificial bump from last week. They're the only team to score over 40 points in the wild card weekend. And, and as we discussed, it wasn't necessarily fluky, but I don't think we're going to see them score 42 points tomorrow. And if they do, they're probably going to win the game. Um, 
And look, in, in, in historically, these games are typically lower scoring. Of course, Patrick Mahomes is incredible. And neither one of these quarterbacks really turned the ball over as well. Baker Mayfield um, was once known for turning the ball over a lot, has been very, very clean over the second half of the year here. Patrick Mahomes, of course, a gunslinger, but he doesn't turn the ball over very much either. And look, the Browns may have to abandon their game plan at some point, but they're going to go out there and they're going to want to run the ball, yep. you know, burn up clock, keep the yep. ball away from the Chiefs. So if it is working at any point, this is under is going to hit. And if it doesn't work at some point, they're still at least going to try that. So they're going to burn clock in that first half there. So that's why I like the under. 57 is amazingly high. The other the other games are 52, 49 and a half, and 45 and a half. So 57 yeah. is one of the highest totals we've ever seen in divisional round here. Of course, you know, the NFL is a lot different than it used to be. Patrick Holmes, of course, is leading that charge. But I'm taking under 57 here. Chris likes Chiefs minus six and a half in the first half. All right, our fourth and final game here, Chris. This one is one for the ages. We've got two of the best quarterbacks of all time. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks are heading to the Super Bowl to take on Drew Brees in the New Orleans Saints. This one's a three-point spread here. Of course, the Saints beat them in week one. They obliterated them. I think it was like week 12 or 13. Uh, that was just an incredible blowout in that, I think it was a Sunday night game. Can the Saints win three games against their divisional rival here Sunday afternoon? The total here is 52. What are your thoughts here in this NFC South showdown? Yeah, it's going to be tough. I know each each game is kind of an independent event, but definitely tough to beat any team three times in a row in professional sports, uh, in the NFL specifically. I think this will be a fun game because you're going to, it's going to be a bit of a throwback, right? Neither of these guys are going anywhere. Neither of them are very mobile. So you're going to see a lot of, you know, five-step drop, pocket passing, you know, runs up the middle uh, type deal. I kind of like the Bucks in the game overall, but nothing is there really value-wise to, to bet on. So... The closest thing I can see is Saints minus a half point for the first quarter at even money. Uh, hopefully they sneak one in there and they get a stop. I, I can't say I feel super strongly about it other than, as is Tom Brady's want to do, he will come back late in the game. So let's hope that the Saints are up early and often, and then Tom does Tom Brady things, and we all are glued to the TV for the last two and a half minutes and, and get to enjoy uh, yeah, two surefire Hall of Famers uh, going at it. Yeah, it's, it's truly just going to be a, a treat to watch this. And um, a lot of rumors swirling out there that this could be the final season for Drew Brees. So this, in theory, could be the final game of his Saints career, of his NFL career. I don't think you can say the same with Tom Brady. And if you look at his stats over the last four or five games, just astronomical. Yep. The eye test tells me this. The Bucks are surging at the right time. I don't think the Saints are playing their best ball of the year. I really don't. Their defense seems to do very, very well against this Bucks team. Um, and look, the, the Bucks are missing Ronald Jones. That is a big loss for them. Um, and, you know, sometimes I, I always like the team. Anytime there's a rematch, I like the team that lost, especially if they lost twice. I always like the team that lost twice because they're going to go back and, 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 and really hit them hard. So, like you said, very tough to beat a team three times. Steve Fezzik on RJ Bell's Dream Preview podcast actually refuted that point, basically saying the public is going to say what I'm saying, that you can't yep. beat a team three times in a year. But, you know, okay, let's go ahead and dismiss week one. But then the Bucks should have circled this game on their calendar. Guess what? They went out there and got their butts whipped in that game. Yeah. And so, and so it, he was basically suggesting that this is actually worth looking at. The team just matches up very, very well with Tampa. I'm not sure if I buy that, but it's an interesting thought. It's just such an interesting game. There's, there's just so much talent in the field. Marshawn Lattimore typically just shuts down these Bucks receivers. I don't know how Mike Evans played after the, the injury he sustained in Week 17 uh, last week. This Bucks team is a lot to play for, okay? You know, this team could absolutely fall apart if they don't win a Super Bowl this year. 
Um, and and I just think that they're going to go ahead and there and just like the Ravens are playing the, the the best ball at the right time, I think the Bucks are playing their best ball at the right time too. In the NFL, things can move very very quickly. If you look back and say, hey, well they're better in Week 12, why wouldn't they be better now? You're going to get a lot of things wrong. And so I like Tampa here at plus three. I think I like them to win the game. I don't have as much conviction on that. So my official pick here will be Bucks plus three in this NFC South showdown. All right, it's best bet time here, Chris. I'm 11-4-1 of the year, which is much better than my 25-24-1 overall record on the year here. I'm going to do another tease here. I like Packers minus half a point, basically the money line. I like Ravens plus eight and a half. There's no way I can see the Ravens not at least competing in this game. Uh, I can see, of course, the Bills blowing them out late in that game, and maybe you lose the teaser, but I like plus eight and a half here, and I think we're both in agreement. We like the Packers to beat the Rams tomorrow, but, of course, the Rams have proven us wrong seven, eight, ten times this year, so... Who knows, but that's going to be my best bet. <laughs> Packers money line, Ravens plus eight and a half. What's your best bet? Yeah, despite uh, the way I pick against them all the time, I like the Rams plenty. Um, don't don't feel bad. Don't take it personally. It's just, just a numbers thing. Um, also, fun trivia question. Uh, I can't remember the stat exactly, but that Saints-Bucks game was, in the 101-year history of the NFL, was the most, by like advanced stats, metrics, the most dominant performance against another team, the Saints. So they hold the record for like the most efficient, most dominant game against the Bucks in, in 2020. So it, it feels like a plug, but it's not. Go to at Edgefinder Sport Saturday, Sunday. If there is something wildly offsides, we are going to put it on our Twitter. That is going to be my best bet. It's on the record, right? I can't hide from it. I can't change it or anything like that. You can see it on Twitter. We had that Washington all line up there with our little little siren emojis up there. Keep an eye on that. Uh, that is kind of late breaking right before game kicks off. Something to look for massively offsides. And it worked once, so I'm just going to do it again. I'm just going to go back to that well. <laughs> All right, awesome. Uh, should be a really fun weekend of football. Um, really, I mean, three of these games are, are the spreads within one possession, two of them the spreads within a field goal. So we should see some very, very competitive football. Last week, really, all those games – you know, none of them were true blowouts in the sense where the games were over in the fourth quarter, but none of them had you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended for edge finder sports. None of them had that on the edge of your seat in the last couple of minutes of the game. So I'm hoping we see some real classics here uh, this weekend. Any final thoughts here, Chris? Episode 70, our special divisional round episode of Believe in Betting LA. I think this is really the, the best weekend of, of football. You get four games, you get elite teams. And it's, you know, it, yeah, three games on Saturday and Sunday was great because it took all day. But sadly, I am at the point in my life where I cannot do that without, you know, getting thrown out a window at this point. So two games is just the right amount. And uh, it's going to be good football. we got some great matchups. And we're going to turn it around. We are going to have a nice little bounce back week. And nothing is better than winning after you've lost. 100%. We've always said it. It feels way, way worse to lose than it does to win. That's a classic competitor's mantra, uh, but it's true. At least it's true for both Chris and I. So that was episode 74, our sponsor, Bet Online, and our other sponsor, uh, Just Live, uh, for Edge Finder Sports, for the Lead Podcast Network, for Stag Capital, for Chris Lewis. I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.